1949, George Orwell portrays a chilling world in which computers are used by large bureaucracies to monitor and enslave the population in his book 1984. Here's 1976. Kurzweil Computer Products introduces the Kurzweil Reading Machine, the first print-to-speech reading machine for the blind. 1997, Deep Blue beats Gary Kasparov, the world chess champion, in a regulation tournament. No power in the verse can stop me. What's going on guys? My name is Aldenero and welcome to episode 55 of the Midnight Hour. I'm joined today by Jack. Woo! Yeah! A round of applause. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> this is the second year anniversary episode of the Midnight Hour. The first episode aired on, I believe, the 28th of February. 2014 it is now hopefully the 26th or the 27th when you're listening to this um which makes it two years which is phenomenal to be honest um yeah it's really strange i was looking at the comments from episode one and the amount of you who are still here is actually outrageous considering we don't really have a very large listenership so seeing the same people pop up in places is bizarre like Mm. Did we gain any extra listeners since episode one? No, I, 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 I honestly don't think so. We've we lost the majority of people within the first half an hour of us toddling on about shit, uh, and then the rest that stuck around have really been in it for the long haul. That's correct. Yeah. And you guys are the real MVPs. Yeah. You, like you guys are like the England fans that go to watch them at friendlies. Yeah, in Slovakia. Yeah. You guys are like League of Ireland football fans. <laughs> Just, you stick around despite this awful quality and inconsistency and everything that we put you through, and you're still here, and for that we thank you. Um, yeah. Today we're going to be talking about your secrets, specifically your online secrets. Like, and the fact we know all of them. Yeah. The fact that when you hit subscribe on my channel, I know your mother's maiden Made name. <laughs> I know your blood type. Your password. Your password. Yeah, I know all the yeah. mental disorders that you've self-diagnosed. I, <laughs> I know it all. I have everything. But um, yeah, we're going to be talking about that kind of thing, like the NSA, what they know about you, and how comfortable you are with what they know about you. Um, to start off, we have like a topical story that you have probably heard about and seen linked on Facebook and Twitter and things like that, but maybe you haven't really read too much into it. But basically, one of the 7,000 mass shootings in America of the last year was the San Bernardino shooting, where um, a guy by the name of Saeed Rizwan Farouk and his wife went on a shooting spree in December, uh, which killed 14 people and wounded 22. This was in um, San Bernardino. Um they seemed to be radicalized Muslims, but it's I, I guess it's kind of up for debate, I guess, in, in terms of like mm. they definitely weren't members of ISIS or whatever. And I just I, I think that the general consensus is that they were Muslims who were radicalized, but the shootings were kind of in the same 
level of like lone wolf shootings that are yeah. just carried out by people i don't know it, it's an odd thing but we're not here to talk about that anyways but um the fbi are trying to gain access to um an iphone 5c that was used by saeed rizwan farouk and they're trying to get help from apple to actually access the phone and they want apple to write a code that could give them a backdoor into the phone um, to, to sort of break into it and see what mm. uh, secrets are held on it, like what, you know, what, what things this guy has on his device and stuff. And Tim Cook is the, uh, is he the CEO of Apple? I think he is. Uh, yeah, I think he took over from um, Mr. Jobs. Steve Jobs. Um, mm. Ashton Kutcher, yeah. Rest yeah. In peace. Um, Ashton Kutcher himself. So, yeah, Tim Cook is, like, vehemently against this notion. Mm -hmm. He is absolutely not allowing the FBI to do this. He's point-blank refusing to allow Apple to come up with any kind of a code that might give, uh, I guess, rise to disabling, like, encryption. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, he basically doesn't want there to be a loophole where people can have their data protection breached or people can have their security breached by anybody who may do so. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of the core point that we want to get at today is what do people have a right to know about you and what are you comfortable Mm -hmm. with people knowing about you? Um, I like that Tim Cook is saying this to the FBI and I like that Apple are a corporation strong enough to set this kind of precedent because when it does go to trial... um, I sort of feel like it's a lose-lose situation for whoever has to come up with the ruling. Um, don't they say that there's no winners in a landmark case or like landmark cases yeah. write bad laws and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a no-win in the sense that I'm sure there will come a time when having access to somebody's phone and personal records are going to be super important and it's not mm-hmm. going to be able to be done if the if the if if it ends up being that way decided. Um, and similarly it might work the other way too and it's kind of what what do you think about it i think it's i think it's really interesting because i mean you know the you can really see the two sides of the argument can't you i mean it's it's relatively easy to see well you should give us this back door because you know we want to be able to connect whoever he was working with whoever he was radicalized who's possibly you know another you know let's assume they were terrorists involved with ISIS just just let's just make that broad assumption yeah. so you know they they can they can easily the FBI can easily go well we want this backdoor to protect America so that we can find out if there's any other terror cells in America that he was in contact with and we can eradicate them save hundreds of lives thousands of lives you know that's an easy thing to you know to say but then obviously you've got the other side of the thing as where it was like this was an isolated this is an isolated incident of two essentially nut jobs um yeah. not saying that anybody that you know commits a mass shooting is sane of mind but um but you know they can easily say that well you know you, we, we're not going to give this away because as soon as we give you this back door nobody like that's privacy gone just full stop like there is no such thing as privacy anymore as soon as there's a back door in a major especially something like an iPhone something as you know you could take 10 people off the street and I'd I'd wager seven of them have iPhones. Yeah, probably. Like or an i device. Yeah, definitely. Probably probably more like 8 or 9 to be honest. I think Android have roughly half the market share on 
Yeah, but if we're if we're counting in uh, like iPads and iF yeah, iPods tab- as well, tablets and... tablets and I still think the iPhone is winning out. You know, the Apple uh, Apple is winning out Probably, by yeah. a decent margin. Um, so you know, open up that back door and you're opening up a ton of privacy. And then, and this is one thing that always annoys me. And I don't know if you've encountered this before, but when I try and defend, and we'll talk about the Snoopers Charter later, because this is actually that's actually very very relevant to this kind of backdoor, kind of ending encryption kind of thing. People always say, well, why, what have you got a problem with it for, you know, if you've got nothing to hide? Yeah. If you've got nothing to hide, why, you know, why don't you just let them have the backdoor? Yeah, that's that's the big thing. And it's actually really, the thing about this case that, um, like, I think, right, the NSA, one of the arguments, Mm -hmm. the, the people who sort of, um, oppose the NSA and the Patriot Act and the government sort of quote spying unquote on you always get bracketed into this subculture of paranoid people who yeah. emphasize their self-importance um, assume that the government cares about them um, and therefore leave themselves open to questions such as what do you have to hide and things like that um, and I think a huge argument in favor of people who think that it's weird that people are mad about um, their privacy and stuff is right. The NSA have I, 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 like I guarantee that the main problem with the NSA, the main problem that they have, is that they have too much information. That it's impossible to narrow down who may be a terrorist. It's impossible for them to actually use that data mm-hmm. and analyze it to determine when a terror attack is going to occur or yeah. you know who is doing dodgy things and things like that. So I think if you're someone who's like, oh, well, I've got nothing to hide and I am a grain mm-hmm. of sand in an ocean of desert. <laughs> this is definitely <laughs> an easier way of saying that. Yeah, sentence. definitely, yeah. Um, but, like, they, yeah, they're just, like, they don't count in this massive sea of information. Mm-hmm. They're, they're merely a, a pebble. Like, it, it's not something that's ever going to come back and bite them or whatever but Mm. this case is different because they are specifically looking into one device and if and when precedence is set for them to be able to say this guy right here he could be up to stuff let's get Mm. permission from apple to break his phone or let's use the back door that was created from this case to hack their phone it it's very i don't want to say easy but there is, in the justice system, anyone who's watched Making a Murderer knows this, but once they have a certain amount of evidence on you, it's very easy to coerce someone into a mm-hmm. confession under the guise yeah. of trying to help them and stuff. So I feel like law enforcement agencies having access to even more specific information tailored towards a certain subject could lead to... It could have serious ramifications like if you were to Mm. say in a court of law like oh but do you not have this message where you said like you know fuck fuck obama i'm gonna i want to kill him and something like that yeah exactly um everybody jokes about stuff like that in private Mm -hmm. and you know things like that are in danger of being unearthed yeah i think uh think something really interesting about that is also the especially with text messages context is absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. So a text message conversation between me and you talking about, you know, whatever, couldn't be interpreted. You know, me and you would interpret, 
you know, our way as, like, say if it's, say it's just like a jokey, like a joke, and we, it's a long running joke between us that's been established, and, you know, we're DMing on Twitter or whatever, and then someone take that out of context, and suddenly it looks like we're, I don't know, planning to, you know, commit an act of, act of terrorism. Yeah. And then what you've got is you've got me and you vehemently saying that, well, no, but this is an in-joke from before when we were talking, but then all they've got is statements from us to one another saying that we want to commit a terror act. Yeah. And literally, you know, it's in writing, essentially. Yeah. And uh, another, th- another thing that I really want to mention as well, before I forget and before I just let it kind of get away from me and we get tangled up in this podcast even more is that the police to me like not only I've, and I'm sure I've seen studies before and I'm sure you would have seen something like this before but there is a certain level of abuse of power and um, kind of like um, I'm sorry I'm, I'm really struggling to find the word um, kind of this the policing in in America especially I know it's definitely it was definitely a study I saw about American policing but the kind of people that it attracts are the kind of very power hungry yeah I know uh, what you mean more likely to abuse their power so and again like um, I've only watched a couple of episodes of Making a Murderer but say you know someone isn't liked by a certain police officer and they've got this back door to their phone not only can they use that in a professional context where they can prosecute them somehow, but they can also use that, you know, if they are so inclined, to ruin their life. Yeah. Their social life. And I think that not only that, you know, it it takes one police officer to do that, or one police officer to accidentally upload the code to the back door online, or connect an iPhone that's been unlocked and sell it to, accidentally sell it to a hacker or something. Yeah. You know, this is all, you know, random stuff but as soon as the back door's in it's it can't be taken out like yeah, as soon it, as that back door is there anybody can exploit it it's sort of anybody's like, guess like what yeah. could happen if that thing gets unlocked and sorry that was really like a rambling about about four different things i i got completely what you're saying i'm sure yeah anyone this is this is this is me putting my tinfoil hat on now i'm really fucking terrified that's the thing though um i I mean, we've both spoken very rationally about conspiracy theorists in the past, mm. um, often like belittling them, I feel. Yeah. And I I definitely think that conspiracy theorists are a certain type of people who just want attention. Like, they want yeah. to seem like they know stuff. Um, I think that's a real thing. But I, I'm just not comfortable at all with people knowing certain things. Like, mm. And by people, I don't mean just anybody. I mean, like authority figures like it freaks me out yeah. to think that there is somebody in control of my account at the internet provider mm-hmm. that i have and that they might see like my search history and stuff and it's really nothing to do with the fact that i search for weird things it's just a question mm. of context and if you take that context out yes yeah. it can be like mm-hmm. really damaging like you know, like, I'm sure there are just lots of things you've searched that you would hate for people to know, you know? Yeah. Like, like I mean, even, yeah, like, I mean, it can ruin you personally, but I, you know, I've spoken about this so many times before, but as I've kind of left, I, I, you know, I'm still at university, but as I've left kind of formal education, as it were, um, 
I've kind of, you know, because I kind of neglected actually learning anything yeah. while I was in school. Um, I've become a lot more interested in learning, which, you know, the irony is, don't worry, it strikes me. I, I'm fully aware of the irony of that fact. Um, but, you know, I kind of want to know how to make a bomb. And like you hear stuff like, you know, how to make napalm and you, you can just mix this, this with orange juice with pulp and, you know, you've got napalm. I'm not actually going to tell you how to make napalm. No, it's um, glycerine, isn't it? Uh, that's TNT, isn't it? I'm uh, not sure. Napalm Very is... Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so it's like, you know, and that information is online, but, you know, take that Google search um, of just me being inquisitive and a bit nosy and weird and suddenly, you know... Uh, and then, like two days later, I want to plan a trip to central London and see the sights. Yeah. And you know, context is everything. That's the thing. Like, I right. actually, um, when I was look, when I was researching the FBI versus Tim Cook thing, um, I was thinking to myself, like, what would I do in the same situation if I was a judge and I had to rule over this? Um, the FBI are. I honestly have kind of a huge issue with the FBI I I think the FBI and the CIA are just agencies that I absolutely don't trust I think they abuse their power in like unbelievable mm. levels and when I say don't trust it's not that I think everyone working for the FBI is a is a horrible person with ulterior motives who wants to um, like control the world and, and all of this stuff I just think that the CIA and FBI have gotten away with a lot of really like questionable sort of, yeah questionable things that like they have an end justifies the means mantra <laughs> when it comes to um getting results or whatever um and i know that the fbi set up their own child pornography website on um the dark web or the deep web mm. whatever you want to call it um for anyone who doesn't know the deep web is <laughs> It's it's sort of like it's it's really good that it's called the deep web because it's mm. like you know how on the surface you have all the nice fish with like pretty scales mm -hmm. and cool dolphins <laughs> and stuff and at the bottom you have all the fucked up things that were like coughed out of the belly of a weird like you know those things with splinters mm -hmm. on them and lights and yeah like the deep web is where all the fucked up people go <laughs> fucked up things. Um, yeah, incredibly fucked it. up. Yeah, like through a through a different web browser that's you know called Tor. Yeah, the Onion. Um, router. Yeah, the Onion router. Um, yeah. But people go there to arrange hits, to buy drugs, to yeah, um, indulge in uh, yes, like all sorts of awful things. So the FBI set up a website that distributed child pornography, and they did it because they wanted to catch people who are interested in child pornography. But at the same time, they distributed child pornography. This is, like, number one on the list of things that you just don't fucking do on the internet. And they went and did it because they were like, oh, well, we're catching people who did it. Like, there's victims involved in that. Like, I know they haven't mm. gone out and actually made it themselves, but, like, yeah. you're distributing it. You're contributing to an awful part of life that you subsequently claim you're trying to eradicate mm -hmm. by doing so that's wrong like i'm sorry but that is not like the ends don't justify the means and in fact machiavelli wrote the ends justify the means as a fucking parody the prince was a parody work of like you know satire so yeah i just i don't agree mm. with that style of um 
Yeah, that's very. That's definitely very morally kind of ambiguous. It is, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and um. Well, actually, I, I, just sorry to cut you off. I just remembered yeah. my whole point of me saying that was <laughs> I googled that. I had to Google that to find that article. Yeah. And I had to Google it very specifically to find it because I did not want to be googling the deep web child <laughs> pornography. I had to Google like FBI. Set up like, and I had to. Yeah, yeah. Ring pedophile. Yeah, so... uh, just avoid using those two words. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, but yeah, like, and you know, I, I mentioned before we started the Snoopers Charter. Yeah. Um. Essentially, um, it's a bill that is, as far as I'm aware, still they're still trying to push it through Parliament. Um. They, I, I'm trying to simplify it as best as possible. It requires I, your ISP um, and mobile phone companies to record every user's browsing activity, social media, emails, calls, gaming, texts, and record them for a year, basically, um, for them for that to be called on at any time. Um, you know, for uh, you know, law purposes. Yeah. Law purposes. That's 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 not the right phrase. For legal purposes. Uh, yeah, that's 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 the one. Thank you. Um, yeah, for legal purposes. So it basically collects everything you do online, your whole online presence, and it's basically a file on you and everything you do online, and the government and you know, Secret Service and all that kind of stuff will have access to it at any time they wish. And essentially, that's that's very much simplified. But the scary thing about this is that Google already has that. Mm-hmm. Google records everything you do online. Um, if you use Google Chrome, everything that you do online is recorded by Google, and it is in a file somewhere, and it is your file. Mm-hmm. Um, Computers that come out nowadays don't have Internet Explorer anymore. They have Google Chrome as their default browser. This is a thing that Google are very intent on keeping. And Google are a good company, you would say, in the sense that they have mm-hmm. given you no reason to doubt that your data and your secrets are safe with them. They yeah. give them to advertisers and stuff like that. And that's kind mm-hmm. of done to improve your like life, I guess. In, in, in a really broad context but um, Google are a corporation and Google are about making money and that's like their goal isn't to be good to you their goal is to make money so mm-hmm. that's one cause for concern I think with the amount of data that they've um, like uh, maintained about you throughout your entire life like they know everything that you've ever done mm-hmm. and that's pretty fucking weird to me I think yeah. just knowing that is weird um, I feel a little bit more safe knowing that it's with a corporation um, it's, I don't really know though how I actually feel about it and I get very flustered when I try and explain it to people in a way that makes mm. me sound sane and not like mm-hmm. a tinfoil hat wearing yeah, yeah. a goof and it like I find it. I actually find it interesting that you um, are the same way as me in the sense that yeah. you're not really overly comfortable with people having I'm, information about you. I am all about like I am very like as I've grown up. I realize I used to put 
my life on social media on Twitter. I was on, you know, if anyone followed me on Twitter two, three years ago, I was uh, tweeting, you know, a hundred times a day. It was ridiculous. I'd tweet every breath and thought, and I said some really, I used to say some really offensive things because I really, I, I, I found, you know, I was a very edgy teenager. Um, <laughs> um, I've changed. Uh, I, I'm still, I still am, you know, super edgy, but I just keep it to myself. <laughs> um, but you know, I've, I've, I'm like the. Do you know what the Facebook feature that's currently going on? The kind of uh, on this day where it tells you like this, this, this year, you know, this day seven years ago, you were, a, you were a right little shit. You were uh, a fucking cunt. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 made me able to instead of having to go back. You know, eight years down my Facebook timeline. Uh, you know, every day I can see how much of an energy dickhead I was, and then delete it. Yeah. And I could just go, I'm just going through day by day, cleaning it out. Um, but yeah, it, I'm I'm very kind of against how much I've put online, and I'm kind of terrified, like thinking about if I'm, you know, when I have kids, there, you know, it's it's the point. It's at the point where kids nowadays have phones in their hands like as soon as they can talk yeah and children aren't smart straight up like kids are not smart and they're going to put on stuff on the internet that they're going to regret um whether that be you know essentially uploading their life and every little detail about them and i think that that's something that's that's not a good thing I really don't think it's a good thing about how much of ourselves that we put online. Do you think it's... Um, see, I was wondering, was it a generational thing? Because mm. I would imagine that, not so much in Ireland, but I know that Irish people in general are very um, passive-aggressive towards authority, obviously because mm. of yeah. our history and mm -hmm. the fact that it was illegal, essentially, to be Irish in our own country for so long. And I, I think... A lot of that bad blood has festered true, and I think Irish people have a stronger tendency to be against the man or anything that they perceive mm. to be the man because it's just that generational sort of national psyche filtering through certain ages and stuff. But I would imagine that for um, Americans or um, Britons um, who are maybe a, a few decades older than me, I think growing up in the Cold War would have an effect on a person's um, view of like uh, like totalitarian governments mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I would imagine that would enhance your uh, fear of the government in a, in a sense because yeah. you would have lived through like very, very tense political times. And mm -hmm. I also think that growing up with a book like 1984 um, by George Orwell, like just mm -hmm. having that embedded in your consciousness would definitely have an impact because like that was written as a cautionary tale as far as I know. Yeah. Um, and so too was Aldous Huxley's A Brave New World. Um, and it makes me wonder if it's a case where older people are more concerned because of that and younger people are just very, very naive to the fact mm. that they haven't grown up in a time where access to information has been particularly damaging to their lives um, mm -hmm. or that I, I see I kind of think as well we have all this information now and it's very easy to find out things about that um, and, and things about people and stuff like that but there's been no huge thing that's happened you know there's been no one like ultra negative 
point of having all this information as far as yeah. i know anyway like yeah i know that the rise of social media and just the rise of the internet in general has given more people it's given bad people new ways to do bad things but i don't mm-hmm. think that it's led to a rise in crime or anything like no that. so i i think like like you're saying like kids are not that smart i think the younger that you get online the less aware you are of the ramifications of doing mm-hmm. so and the fact that things may come back to bite you. And I guess we spoke about that in the um, How the Internet Has Affected Society yeah. episode. Um, but this one is more specifically about how comfortable you are with companies knowing what they know about you. I know that like, I bought a keyboard a couple of weeks ago Mm-hmm. that lights up and now amazon thinks i'm a fucking keyboard connoisseur and then i'm opening a keyboard shop and they're like oh people who bought this keyboard also bought all of these keyboards and i'm like why <laughs> you only need one of those <laughs> like, you yeah that, that's, that's one thing that i love about amazon it always makes me laugh it's like you recently bought this so here's more variations of the same product that you've just bought yeah just in case you know you want another one of those things that you'll only ever need one of like i'd imagine that <laughs> like you buy a fucking wardrobe from amazon and like ah oh, check out this wardrobe also like yeah. I, I don't need multiple versions of this thing like suggest other things that are like this thing yeah or you know like accessories for this thing yeah um but you know speaking about amazon and stuff like that but people don't realize the kind of speed of the turnaround of things that like no, like people knowing and companies knowing things about you so this is, um, and I mentioned this to you the other week, and it really kind of, when we first spoke about this, or when we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, and it really freaked me the fuck out. You hear that? Preparation. That's what we do. Yep. Yep. Every day. Every day is prepare- preparation. But um, I was on my, I was on my phone. I was in, I was in bed, and it was uh, I was chatting to my uh, to my girlfriend. She was thinking about buying a new camera for her job. Um, and I just wanted to. I, I was. I was just. It, basically, I was nosy, and I wanted to know how much the camera was. And then, because it got me thinking about maybe if I ever wanted to upgrade my camera, what kind of price I'd be looking at. So I jumped. I jumped on. I was on my phone. I was in bed. So I jumped on the Amazon app. Uh, had a had a quick look at a couple of different cameras. Yep, nothing special. Didn't save anything to my wish list. Didn't add anything to my basket. Didn't even actually click on any of the links. I just googled like Nick. I I just you know searched on Amazon Nikon uh, D610 or something like that. You know, like uh, the the make and model of the camera. Yeah. Looked at the prices just to get a rough idea. Closed the app. Went on to um, Words with Friends, which is like Scrabble that's got ads. And when you play a word, it plays an ad, and then you can go on to playing the next game. And up pops an Amazon an ad for Amazon. For the exact camera I'd literally just been looking at. Yeah, yeah. And Amazon, that that app and Amazon have nothing to do with one another that I can tell at all. Yeah, it's just your cookies. It's all yeah. that data straight gets away. Like it's, it's instant. Yeah. Instant. It's, it's crazy, un- and companies unre- pay a lot of money. It freaked me out. Yeah. And it freaked me the fuck out. I find like Facebook is the root of a lot of this stuff like mm-hmm. if you go on facebook and look at the ads and believe it or not there are ads on facebook like yeah. I'm, I'm not being funny when i say this right because I, I know it's really cool and edgy to hate facebook and stuff and believe me i am both of those things but if you scroll down and scroll down and scroll down ads appear crazy never knew it at all but um you know that i bought a computer before we started mm-hmm. recording here 
and I'm on Facebook right now and if I scroll down I will see an ad from Amazon for that computer. I've had them on every device for the last mm-hmm. two weeks or so since I started looking at computers. Um, I get an email about it like every single day like oh check out this computer and this computer and stuff and like it's helpful but it's also like get the fuck out of my face mm-hmm. and like just let me do this at my own pace and like it actually is a kind of a, a pressure sales tactic that people yeah. use and it's really well done and it's really effective and it makes me buy more stuff like is it invasive though or is that just a helpful sort of tool like for yeah. me i love buying stuff off amazon i love just adding stuff to my basket on amazon really um mm-hmm. it just there's a sort of um or um what's the word like an endorphin kind of response to just the thought of ordering things online that you sort of feel like oh yeah this would look so good in my room and just thinking about it makes you react to it in a certain way or whatever so i don't really mind that like i wish the ads were better targeted in the sense that now that i've bought a computer it's not going to be like oh check out this keyboard check out this mouse it's going to be like check out this other computer like, I think that's yeah. stupid. Targeting yeah, ads, definitely. Like, as someone who made a, not a living as such, but as someone who made a lot of money making FIFA videos, it would be stupid of me to bemoan the existence of targeted ads because I've made mm-hmm. a lot of money on it throughout my life. I, I kind of like targeted ads. I just don't really like how much information they have about me. Like, no. I was... Um, there's been a few times where someone's linked something to me from... Uh, a certain website and I, I start reading this article about um, when I was in uh, I think it was when I was in London um, when I was living with Nap uh, someone linked me this article about how there are it was about like how a lot of uh, bisexual people really suppress their bisexuality and it's really unquantifiable to know how many bisexuals there are in the world because mm even in the LGBT community, they kind of get shuffled in between, like, you're either gay yeah. or straight and stuff. And yeah. For that reason, there's, there's sort of, um, it's a taboo on both sides, so there are less people who are out. Um, and then, like, all my Facebook ads were, like, bisexual dating in London and stuff. And it's just, like, you've got this wrong. And, like, I'm not offended. It's just, like... Yeah, you're off the mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you've you've completely fucked this up, and you've you've mm. made me not want to look at certain websites now because someone might see that, and and it's not that I care if people would think that I am that or not. It's that like, it's just that people would think that this is what I do with my time online yeah. and stuff, and I, I'm just I, that makes me uncomfortable. Like it probably mm. shouldn't. Like there are some people who just don't give a fuck about stuff like that, but I just don't like that companies have that information i guess yeah and uh, do you know what like i mean for all of the uh downsides and for everyone all, you know all of these companies having um all of our information there's always kind of the hilarious stuff that pops up you know every every now and then you see kind of um you know you know like uh, the image of pictures of um some guy complaining saying oh these 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 not like some redneck complaining that he's got targeted ads for men's kind of like a like you know gay bondage leather underwear and and then everyone in the comments is like dude the ads are based off what you searched on yeah, google yeah. <laughs> um so you know for for every uh for every time that we all get our privacy encroached in, on it's uh 
it's a wonderful thing when that happens. <laughs> it's nice to make homophobes <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, so that that makes it all okay, really. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there was um there was something I was reading earlier, uh, and um it was to do with um actually privacy in this company this this company in this country. And David Cameron was essentially quoted as saying, and I. And again, talking of context, I'm not 100% on the context. It was in... Um, it's called yeah, saying, it, get I'm, my I'm, I'm trying to, pig's head. Yeah. <laughs> it was in a, it's, in a, it's in an article in The Guardian. So I'm going to say that it's not going to be complete clickbait. <laughs> if it's in The Guardian, I would say it's biased, but I'm fine with that because yes. I side with The Guardian. On yeah, exactly. Um the the quote was in our country do we want to allow a means of communication between people which we cannot read that was a rhetorical question he asked regarding internet encryption oh, i don't yeah. know if you've heard about this but he want he essentially wants to get rid of encryption and this was just after the paris attacks as well yeah that's right i did read about this encryption he... on all like whatsapp snapchat yeah he wants it messenger all text. he wants no encryption on it at all I, I, I don't think he understands what that means. I, I think this no. is a case of a, a drastically out of touch old white man. And I said this in the in the internet episode as well, is that I just find it absolutely baffling that this man doesn't know how much a fucking loaf of bread costs. Mm. And we're supposed to listen to him saying that, oh, you, you shouldn't have stuff like this. Like, And this is another thing, right, is that a concern of mine with what Google knows about us in the year 2009, Google CEO Eric Schmidt was asked about the fact that Google knows everything. And he was asked, like, what are you doing with this information and stuff? And he was really pressed on it. And his response was, if you have something that you don't want anyone to know, maybe you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. And that is just the complete wrong like response and that is the wrong attitude and that attitude gives you an idea of the culture in that company mm -hmm. whereby i don't feel anymore as though that's a company that is carefully looking after my data it mm. feels more like a company that's like well if you get exploited like what the fuck were you doing in the first place which is the exact same thing as oh well jennifer lawrence if you didn't want those pictures to be leaked why did you take them in the first place which is an actual yeah. having to be honest no, yeah. that's what cameron Completely. is doing with this this whatsapp thing it's yeah. because he thinks that he's squeaky clean so mm -hmm. everybody else should be he has no idea yeah. of context he has no idea of what it's like to not be david cameron like he just yeah. did you see the fucking thing in um the uh, parliament in the UK I don't know what what's the houses of parliament called in the UK they're, they're called the doll uh, yeah in Ireland um, um is, is, well, the house of commons or just the yeah, uh, yeah the house of commons yeah, where, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn was talking about um yeah he asked him see, what is this thing that was on that happened a couple of days ago two things um, where um Jeremy Corbyn asked him a serious question about junior doctors yeah, I, and he said, "This what you're referring to." And his response was basically, "You don't dress like me. You don't dress like I think you should." Yeah. So shut up. What he actually said was, "I'm sure their response would be, 
um, wear a nice shirt, wear a nice tie, and sing the national anthem. And yeah. he said it really angrily, and that was alluding to the fact. And then, and then sat down to massive applause from yeah. his crony idiots. That's the thing, right? This uh, for people who don't this know. Is, this right? is the man. This is the man that is leading our country into the fucking ground. This is like this is a child. I think that I, I like Jeremy Corbyn a lot. I feel like a lot of what he does gets praised with certain hyperbole and stuff, and I'm sure that that can be annoying. But, like, the way someone dresses, right, if you care about this, I also said this in the internet episode, if you care about the way someone dresses, like, fuck off, to be honest. Um, but the whole thing, like, he he sat down, like, all of his um, all of his pals were, like, cheering him on and everything. Um, mm. There was another instance of Jeremy Corbyn uh, talking about the, I think it was the housing crisis and particularly the tax, and he was saying that he went to other countries in the EU and he asked them about their tax system, and mm-hmm. they said, and then someone, some Tory shouted, "Who are you?" And everyone burst out laughing, and uh, Jeremy Corbyn couldn't even continue with his speech. It was like something mm. for I watched it, and I cringed so hard that my face fell into my face. Yeah, it was like it was like being back in school again and listening to one of your friends getting shot down by an idiot, and it was just fucking awful. But mm. to get back on topic, that's what David Cameron is. Like, that's the mentality of the guy who's telling mm. you that your data shouldn't be encrypted. Yeah, like, I, it, I, I've spoken about how insanely out of touch he is before. Um, you know, with the whole the whole football team thing, he can't even remember what football team he's meant to support. Yeah, that's him trying because, to appeal to the working class and being like, yeah. oh, well, as a West Ham fan, while he's in London, yeah. knowing full well that he is from Birmingham, where Aston Villa mm. are from, like, what yeah, is that? Yeah, like, you know, you know, I, I said, you know, it was uh, the whole kind of thing, the PR team said to him, look, sat him down and said, look, David, you're a tough. You need to appeal to basically 90% of the population, and that's not working right now. Mm. Um, so we're going to support you're, you're going to support a football team and he went uh, okay so they said so what's your favourite colour and he went claret and they went no oh, for fuck's sake yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. it, it's just and like, you know like, I know that collective like, just, this, this every, the even, the, even everyone in his own PR department went yeah. <laughs> obviously none of that actually happened uh, I'm sure he genuinely does love um, the the Clarets um, Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> He's always said um, that Juan Pablo Angel is his favourite footballer. <laughs> He's a big fan of uh, Pablo Escobar's prowess in front of goal. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, one of the things that um, I found to be quite interesting that I haven't seen anyone ask yet is that, like, isn't it funny that it's Apple who are saying, no, 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 you're not having this information. But, like, they have it all, and we're just kind of hoping that they're going to yeah, be... Yeah, they're not going to do anything devious with it. Like. Yeah, because, like, corporations don't really have good human rights records and things like no. that. Like, I know... Especially Apple. Yeah, that's... Like, yeah. And in, in fairness, Apple are very good at getting out of this, but the companies that Apple outsource their uh, hardware from have really high suicide rates. Yeah. Um, they torture anyone who leaks any information relating to upcoming releases and stuff like that and mm-hmm. it is quite funny to be like spectating apple playing the ethically the correct card and also supporting them doing it after yeah. like rejecting it for so long and 
that's interesting too. Like these are companies yeah, it, who, you know, if if things were to go bad and the only thing they could do was sell your information to Hitler, like they would do it. Oh yeah, Hitler's getting your information, no doubt. Yeah, well, like if it meant that they earned money from it, like they mm-hmm. would absolutely do it. This is what they do. Like that's what target targeted marketing is. And I I heard when I was in college, I learned this. This was two thousand and ten, two thousand and nine. Um, mm-hmm. I went to college in Scotland and one of my lecturers uh, we were learning about marketing and one of our lecturers told us that in big shops like Walmart um, and uh, stores like that in America mm-hmm. they have like cameras in the freezers and on the shelves and stuff not every single one of them like, <laughs> you know selected stores um, and they are used for marketing purposes like they're not and I don't mean that there are cameras everywhere or whatever but they use for marketing purposes um, to gauge someone's reaction when looking at a product. Like allegedly, they can tell by someone's eye movements how enticing a product looks based on its yeah. packaging and stuff. Like, isn't that weird? Like they're watching yeah. the shop. Do you not find uh, that bizarre? Yeah, it, there's so many things about just life today that like we've grown up with it we're used to it take someone from like who died in the 60s you know who was you know who say say they died in the 60s and they were 60 so you know 1900 to 1960 and take them into now and go okay so you're gonna put all of your personal information online you're going to be watched essentially 24-7, no matter where you go. You've got no choice in this. This is for your protection. Yeah. Everyone, like, you know, companies are going to be able to target ads specific to you and to what you were interested in just seconds ago because they know everything about you, essentially. Like, you know, that's a slight hyperbole, but it's yeah. really not that far from the truth. Yeah. And they'd just tell you to fuck off. Like... It is dystopian. Like, in a huge way. I, I think the fact that it's owned by corporations and that it's mm. it's ad-driven makes it seem less dystopian. But when you describe a world like that, I imagine Black and White Big Brother is watching you. Like, yeah. And it's really hard to actually change that perspective for me. And I would really like to know from people younger than me, like, from people who are, like... Well, if you don't want anyone to know about bad stuff you're doing, then don't do bad stuff. Like, I'd like to know... I'd like to hear from you. Like, I'd like to hear you back up that point with, like, a rational conclusion mm-hmm. and stuff. Because that context includes things that can be viewed without context. So, like, mm-hmm. it's it's really bad. Like, do you remember when the Xbox One was coming out? And they were saying there's going to be a camera on it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be on all the time. It's going to be on you all the time. You can't turn it off ever. If you disable yeah. it, then you can't play the game. There was the microphone that came with it that was going to be on all the time because mm-hmm. so that you could just say Xbox on. Xbox on, yeah. That's fucked up. That they like they're interested in recording you all the time. It's not mm-hmm. even that I. Yeah, it's so fucking hard to articulate. I think yeah. I spent this entire episode trying to be like, no, it's, yeah, like, it's not that I think they're spying on me. It's that I just don't know why they want all this information. And it's the fact that they're so okay with and hell-bent on attaining all of this information. Even my wife seems to think my image needs polishing. 
At breakfast today, I asked Lynn if deep down it bugs her that people have taken to calling me Darth Vader. She said, not at all. It humanizes you. The cameras are dilates, focus escapes, a sweeping brush coats the face, petroleum base, cover up, concealer in What's going on guys, my name is Alden Hero and you're listening to The Reptilian Agenda by B. Dolan because it's a dope track and I think it kind of pokes fun at uh, tin foil hat wearing conspiracy theorists which maybe we sound a little bit like in this episode because of the uh, nature of our fears and such. I did forget to mention in the intro that we are on Twitter with the Midnight Hour now, it's twitter.com forward slash TMH podcast and also if you guys want to listen on SoundCloud the link is in the description below we have before us the opportunity to forge a new world order a world where the rule of law governs the conduct of nations when, 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 when we are successful and we will be we have a real chance at this new world order when the sun clouds the pyramid and opens its eyes to shine a cold light down on the capital steps, the enemy slithers by in slick business attire, when imperial lizards take regimented steps down streets paved with bone. From a better cement, I heard a steady drone building to a deafening tone. All right, body chip, fingerprints, cellular phone, satellites light up the globe. Your positions are known. What was written in stone will be built into silicone. Total synthesis, centralized control, secret oaths, Bohemian Grove, the ritual, the code, the pyramid, the Pinnacle, the privileged few Use these symbols to communicate, beware and be careful Who you choose to illuminate, cause you never know who's a snake Till it's too late, and remember, and remember The reptilian agenda We are opposed around the world By a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy That relies primarily on covetousness On infiltration On subversion On intimidation It is a system which has by the time they find this song, I'll already be gone They have corrupted me, they have hunted me down They're closing in now, next to the chain of unexplained encounters The evidence of a presence, the trace of a shape Shift away and remain vigilant 60-12, year of light revealed in the sky As oxygen turns to carbon and the sea levels rise The planet becomes a desert as the temperature climbs The only creatures left alive will be the cold-blooded kind Almost like reptiles, but in control the whole time Know your history, know the signs Chinese dynasties descended from dragon kings They flooded New Orleans from a castle in Beijing Remember Eve the Seba from the book of Genesis Distinct in the double helix degree Symbol for medicine to create deceivers And ancient leaders illuminate Bodies like snakes, heads like humans Depicted in Indian scriptures and hieroglyphics Written in Aztec ruins Past, present, and future The master class of mutant rulers are the true predators So keep the shades down and a blade around Brother and remember And remember And remember The reptilian agenda. Yeah, I and I find it really difficult, um, and it really annoys me that I can't put into words when someone says, "Well, you've got nothing to hide. Why does it bother you?" If you know they've got they've got access to your texts and all that, and I really can't put into words why it bothers me so much, yeah. and. For a lot of people saying, well, it's just basic a basic right to privacy. That's not enough. Like, And I really can't explain it more than the fact that 
I, I feel like as a human being, I should be able to say whatever I want to whoever I want. In you know, th- that's that's maybe a little bit much, but um, that doesn't get what, that, that, that doesn't. Yeah, that's too broad. That's what I mean. It's not too much. You should be able to say whatever you want, really. Um, but I want to be able to say in the privacy of my own texts <laughs> I was going to say home but in the privacy you know of being able to text a friend I want to be able to say whatever the fuck I want without going oh no that sounds a bit too terroristy can't be saying that yeah like right. it's there's a part of me that recognises that every single human has racist tendencies like from a young age you actually develop a pathological um sort of racist understanding of the world in that mm-hmm. as if you're a baby like you're going to um be more what's the word you're going to identify more with things that look like you essentially right so mm. every like a black kid is more likely to hang around with a black kid because they just haven't fully learned that everyone's the same and stuff this like obviously the same goes for white kids Probably especially white kids, but um, like thinking like that, right? That's fine. That like someone being in the KKK or whatever is a really extreme version of what is a relatively natural thing. Mm-hmm. But being a good person is knowing that and understanding that and overcoming that, right? So being a good person is being like, oh, like that guy is black. That's different to me. But mm-hmm. I don't care because rationally and logically we're the same and they should be treated as such. Right. And that like I get that that's a whole thing that's happening in the world, whether or not you know that you do that, you do. And if someone acts like a good person and then comes home and is like, you know what, I'm actually really racist or whatever. Mm. I kind of have a really tough time deciding to myself, like, is that actually OK? Like. Surely it is okay. If for all intents and purposes they are not a racist, but then they come home to confer with their partner or whatever, and they're like, mm. oh, God, shit. Like, yeah, but if it's never known to the public, is it a bad thing? And I think that hypothetical is the type of question that you're asking yourself mm-hmm. when you want to know if it's okay to um, like punish and segregate people who do things in the privacy of their own home that are morally ambiguous like what you said earlier um, mm. like is it not okay for them to do that in the privacy of home? I just think as long as you're a good person then isn't that all that Enough. really counts yeah. yeah like if you don't act on your you know if you've got a handle on all of your mm. sort of negative outgoing thoughts or whatever is that yeah. not okay like, yeah and yeah uh, <laughs> It's like there's, there's, you know, it's generally accepted that um, a sexual attraction to children, and uh, bear with me for just a second, is kind of like it's, it's not something you can help. It's yeah. like it's not, it's, it's an, uh, I, I hesitate to say it's a natural thing, but it is like a psychologically natural thing, occurring thing. To those people, yeah, absolutely. To those, to those people, and I'm not saying that gay people are like paedophiles. But, you know, sexual attraction to children, sexual attraction to men, sexual attraction to women, you can't control that. That's, it's just who you are. I know what you're saying. It's so hard to actually, you have to... It's so so hard to articulate it. I know, yeah. So, if, you know, 
if I if I you know if if you take three babies and they grow up in a, a a padded cell and you put them in front of you know whatever who they're sexually attracted to is based on who they are <laughs> genetically not who they are morally morally so and there are you know there are pedophiles who will actively not will actively kind of recognize the fact that I'm you know I'm sexually attracted to children that's a bad thing and they will do everything in their possibility they will take kind of therapy and all that kind of thing they're sexually attracted they're still sexually attracted to children does that make them a bad person yeah that's um a lot of people I know will jump to straight to well yes yeah they're fucked up sick they, and wrong. They, yeah castrate them. Like, but they're not acting on it they're actively trying to stop it that's the I read an article on guess what website it was on <laughs> I may have mentioned it a couple of times but for real right it was it's the only article I've ever read that really changed my mind on mm-hmm. something a lot of people say that I'm open minded as a person right I'm not and I don't think it's good to be open minded I'm very narrow minded you will not change my opinion on gay marriage you know what I mean like that's just not yeah. something that you're going to do with whatever you can say right and that is a narrow mindedness it's mm-hmm. I'm right but it's still narrow minded whatever so I always thought like Jesus these like pedophiles are fucked up in the head and like mm-hmm the world would be better off without them because they just cause so much pain. Like They're doing the one thing that is just absolutely unforgivable in every context because um, like the victim is far more of a victim than of any other crime, possibly. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just the way you think because it's like you're messing with the most innocent possible thing that exists or whatever. Um, but I read an article that was sort of an interview um uh, like it was a I, I don't know what genre you'd put it in but it was from a guy who is a self-confessed pedophile who's never acted on yeah. urges or anything and has only ever been anything um he's only ever been ap- apologetic about mm-hmm. the fa- and he hates himself like years and years of self-loathing and tried all the different therapy things he's put himself forward as like a, a crash test dummy for any mm-hmm. possible therapy that therapy yeah because he wants to help like and he hates himself for mm-hmm. having those urges and there are communities of people like this on the internet and on the deep web where they don't actually indulge in anything like that. They just discuss the urges and how to combat them and how mm-hmm. to live a normal life with them and stuff like that. And we don't know how many people like that there are in the world. Like no. We have absolutely no idea because just because somebody is um, like psychologically a pedophile doesn't actually mean mm-hmm. that they're a criminal, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's so difficult to know. Because mm. as soon as I found out, as soon as I read this article, I was like, shit, like, I feel legit sympathy for something that I would have equated mm-hmm. to Satan the week before. And I think that's just a huge internal struggle is knowing that as a human, because yeah. it's so much easier to hate them. And it's so much easier to just mm-hmm. express outrage and stuff. Um, but I, I read this article, it, it fucking blew my mind. Um I read about apparently Germany is the only country that is sort of like look if you feel like this come to this yeah thing. actively rehabilitating yeah exactly they have a state sponsored yeah. rehabilitation program that is not a thing that blames them and like I kind of wonder how much as a society we would benefit from more things like that mm. like rather than hunt them down and punish them like even like you know the, the fucking that Chris Hansen thing 
um, how to catch a predator yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like that's bullshit. That whole show is mm-hmm. bullshit. Like yes, the people who do it are utter scum or whatever, but they're coerced into it as, as much as, like as bad as that is to say they are actually like it, it kind of is imprisonment in a way. And like mm. legally, those cases never even get won. Like there is no way that you can actually arrest someone for that. Like yes, the police are there, but it's really just for the protection of the the kid that's there who isn't even a child. But like all of that stuff is done for TV, and it's for you to go. I'll oh, look at this freak, and stuff like that. And like oftentimes, sure, they probably are freaks in your eyes or whatever. But at the same time, that's someone with a mental illness. Mm-hmm. And I feel like instead of televising their humiliation, if there were some state-sponsored program that could encourage people like that to be honest, then maybe we could yeah. try and find a way to combat it so that it doesn't mm. happen more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've realised we've come quite far from the um, the point of our uh, podcast. I actually think that it's. We've, really, we've, I think it's really uh, relevant. Yeah. I really do. I, I think uh, that I, that's a huge part of reason to enforce privacy in a way is mm-hmm. so that you don't incriminate innocent people, like yeah. even if they're bad people. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I just think yeah. that that's really important. And I, I think it's something that even when somebody is a bad person, they can often get mm-hmm. convicted for a crime that they didn't do because they're, yeah. quote, a bad person. Unquote. Yeah, and there's one there's one other thing I want to uh, I want to touch on. Um, oh, God, that was a poor choice of words of what we've just been talking about. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> see, this is this is why I shouldn't, you know, I need my privacy because none of you know who I am. This doesn't affect my real life. <laughs> um, and kind of the, the ability to, you know, you, I don't know if you've heard horror stories. Uh, I, I, I'm, I use horror stories as quite a emphatic term, but the um, kind of peop- kind of businesses and companies saying, well, okay, right, so um, you've got the job, congratulations. Um, if you just want to fill out this form, uh, it's just your uh, bank account details so we can pay you, uh, your full name, your home address so we can send you, you know, any documentation, uh, all of your social media logins and passwords uh, just so we can keep track on you, no big deal, um, and your telephone number just so we can reach you. Yeah. And it's like, hang on, wait, what was that second to last one? All of my social media account information and passwords... And it's like, well, yeah, we've got to, you know, check that you're not an awful person. And it's like, no, yeah, <laughs> that's not how that's not how this works. That's but like, and that's why I don't like having, and I don't want my last name connected to my Twitter account and to a lot of my online kind of things because I might say something that is kind of stupid, and. If someone from work sees that, that could get in, that could get me in trouble. So let's just keep my work life and my so- social media life completely separate, and everything stays happy. Right. It would be so funny if I, El De Niro, like, completely went against you here. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck off, man. People have a right to know this shit. <laughs> but yeah, but like, yeah, like companies and just. Yeah, it's... I don't follow anyone um, that I work with. I follow one guy who I used to work with on Twitter. Mm. Um, I don't work with him anymore, but I don't, like... A couple of people in work know that I'm a YouTuber or that I have a channel. Um, mm-hmm. One person who is kind of a close friend of mine would know, like, my uh, podcast and stuff like that. But other than that, like, El De Niro and 
me in real life are yeah. sort of separate entities in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. that's why I never wanted to associate it with who I am. Like, the way I am around my circle of friends is largely the same as I am. Like, I, I'm very opinionated and kind of I just love any opportunity to broadcast my opinions even if I am with my friends like I'm not trying to say that this is all an act it's just that Mm. I need to keep them different I just need them to not be the same thing and I yeah like even the way I talk I don't sound like this when I'm with my friends I don't know how to turn this voice off right now but when I'm with my (laughs) friends I don't know how to turn this voice on it's very strange the way that no yeah I I think I think we're different we're definitely uh we've definitely got slightly different uh personas that we uh not I'm not saying that we both have to like sit there before the podcast and go right get into character get into character it's like you know it's not a character it's just it's just a slightly different version of who we are when we're in the pub drinking we are a lot more um obscene i would say oh yeah definitely but and and in the pre-show yeah yeah <laughs> but that doesn't really make for a riveting podcast either like and no, it, it's not that I'm afraid of what people will think of me if they hear me do certain stuff. It's that I, I just, I, I genuinely don't want to offend people. Like, mm. um, like I'll, I'll happily say any real opinion that I have. But if I have something to say that is for shock value or whatever, like I don't want people to be offended. I, I just don't like offending people, like the same way I don't like being offended. So like, mm. that's really what that is. Um, I wanted to say something that, um. I was sort of reminded of when you were talking about getting a new job and signing up to terms and stuff. Um, user license agreements and mm-hmm. things that you have probably already signed up to that you may not know, right? Uh, apparently, I, I cannot remember the statistic because this is the midnight hour and we don't remember statistics. Yeah. But the amount of time you would have to spend reading u- user license agreements um, is like more than the amount of time you've been alive, I think, was the statistic. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculously disproportionate to <laughs> yeah, it, it's outrageous. You know, what you could never bother reading. Yeah. Um, but when you buy a smartphone, like, do you have... You have um, an Apple device, don't you? Do you have oh, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, I've got an iPhone. So, like, you don't actually own that physical thing that you have there. That's not yours. Like, you've paid to rent the device and its contents mm-hmm. but you don't actually own it no. and it's so phones are the only things that do this at the moment but android apple whatever when you pay for a phone you don't actually own it and they have mm-hmm. a right to shut down your phone at any point which is why if you jailbreak your iphone and they know about it like they'll fuck your life up yeah but they can just turn your phone into a brick essentially and it's really like imagine any other device being like that can you imagine like buying uh, uh dishwasher a fridge and then being like yeah okay now we can come to your house and take this back at any time yeah but if you pay for it you can keep it in your house for as long as we're okay with you doing that mm-hmm. that's actually on the license agreement yeah that's like... the exact wording um from if you download something from steam what you actually mm. get is a limited, terminable, non-exclusive license and right to use the software for your personal use in accordance with this agreement and the subscription terms. The software is licensed, not sold. Your license confers no mm. title or ownership in the software. You don't own a game that you buy on Steam. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I, can't I mean, do you really own anything in this world anymore? Let's be honest, if it's not physically in your hand. Yeah. 
and you've made it yourself, do you really? Like, I, I, that sounds like I'm I'm bullshitting and I'm I'm being a dick, but you know people people can take shit away from you. <laughs> like, they really can. Life's just life's just a blockbuster home video store, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was roller coaster. <laughs> um, but like, when was the last time you bought a game, a physical CD of a game, the disc? You know what I mean. Um, Christmas maybe. Okay, fuck you like, for that. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually, I you know, I saw FIFA, I saw FIFA 16 on a deal, and uh, I bought it from Amazon. And um, everyone, everyone knows that Amazon are like the uh, the patron saint of good everything that's good and holy for large corporations. That's true. Did you buy FIFA so, 16 and then get offered FIFA 16 at, a, at the same price? Uh, I've been, I've actually been offered FIFA 15, which is kind of ironic. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last thing, the last game I bought was the Phantom Pain Metal Gear Solid 5. Um, Jesus. Other than that, like I have every game that I own is on my PlayStation. Like I, I don't own them at all. <laughs> Isn't that mad? I don't even own them. You know that scene in Fight Club where Brad Pitt is like, the things you own end up owning you. That's kind of a thing that may be happening. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I find it well, fucking yeah. absolutely mental though that you don't own the phone that you buy. Yeah. Like, Tim Cook could see you on the street with an iPhone and walk over and take that out of your hand. <laughs> take it from you. He take could it. legally walk away like, with that. Bro, this is mine now. Yeah. And like another like the list of things that follow you around the internet doesn't stop with Facebook and right. Google. Like like iTunes does it, um YouTube obviously does it. Like everything all of the main websites that you access, they keep your personal data in in the form of cookies. And that's why when you go on this is a true thing and this is a life hack Mm. Um, because life hack um, a good life hack is to stop talking forever now if you (laughs) go on to if you're booking a flight somewhere and you're on Firefox press control shift and P and if you're on Google Chrome press control shift and N those are the ways to Mm -hmm. put it into incognito Um, and then go on to the flight website and look look at the prices of flights um, because if you do it and it remembers who you are, the the prices can vary. So like, if a flight from Dublin to London is twenty seven ninety nine, and you check it the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day, it's gonna go up to like thirty nine ninety nine. But then you could check it on another computer and it could be twenty nine mm-hmm. ninety nine again, and it's because they know that you're probably gonna go to London. Like they can tell based on how often you look at something how interested you are in it which kind of mm-hmm. is the digital version of them being able to judge how enticing you find a product by its packaging by yeah. looking at your eyes and they know that you're going to buy it so they'll just up the price and be like yeah fuck it we'll make an extra yeah. 10 euro on this person and that's an algorithm designed that I, I'd love to know how many websites use it and stuff like mm-hmm. that Like I'd love to know things like that like how the algorithms are determined and what they like mm. I'd love to know all of those secrets and stuff because it's fucking yeah yeah it's baffling and there's um there's one thing as well that I want to mention and um I'm sure everybody or most people that are listening to this or at least some degree of people will be familiar with uh, and you should be familiar and you're going to be familiar with it now is um, and a Chrome extension called Ghostery, and basically Ghostery follows you around on your uh, on on your browser for every website you go to, and will tell you 
what is look you know what is uh, what kind of cookies what kind of advertising people are watching your ex- online experience at the moment so i'm on reddit at the moment just the front page i haven't scrolled down there is adzerk which is an ad which is an advertising um tracker google analytics is tracking me google tag manager uh, moat which is another advertiser and scorecard research beacons Five different things are currently seeing what I'm clicking on. They're watching you. Yeah, basically. Those are things that are just watching what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Isn't that so weird? Yeah, I, I get it. You know, learn what it is and what it does, and um, it's a free extension. It's called Ghostery, and uh, yeah, just just understand what how much you're being watched it's it's pretty it's pretty bad even on ghostery's own website i've got one of their things which is uh, saying that i'm basically on their website <laughs> and then two analytics trackers do you think there will come a point in our lifetime when the government can easily access all of the information that corporations have right now yeah, and I really don't like the fact that that's a eventuality. I think that corporations are becoming more powerful than governments. And I think that the fact that I'm okay... Well, I'm relatively okay with Google and all that, knowing as much as they do about me. But I'm less comfortable with my own government knowing that much about me. I feel like... And I feel like that's wrong on so many levels. It's wrong to think that, right? Like, that it, that's counterintuitive. Mm. But at the same time, I feel like corporations have their shit together a lot better than mm-hmm. governments do. Corporations and, have people that understand the internet. <laughs> not only like, that, but it's that corporations are using this information all the time to direct ads towards you. Whereas the government will use it every now and then to find stuff they need to solve a case mm-hmm. or whatever. And, like, I, I, it's so wrong to think that it's better for a corporation to have it than the government to have it. But I kind of think that maybe that's the world we live in, that that is actually true. Like, mm. it's safer for your information to be with a corporation. It, like, corporations have essentially no bounds. I, like, that's why I actually think this Tim Cook and FBI thing... I don't know why I keep... It's not like Tim Cook himself. It's Apple and the yeah. FBI. It is one of the most interesting cases of our lifetimes because it really is going to like set a precedent and mm-hmm. it really is going to determine how much we are going to allow corporate... How much freedom we're going to allow them. Like Facebook, Google, uh, PayPal, eBay, Amazon, I think, all of these corporations mm-hmm. have their headquarters in Ireland because they pay a lower corporation tax than um in any other country so the irish economy benefits from that as a result of that we as a nation that's not true our government like they lose out on so many billions of euros worth of tax every single year but Mm -hmm. it's worth it to them because it keeps the economy the economy stimulated as much as it can be in in really tough times for the irish economy and stuff and that's just a thing that a corporation gets away with. That's one example where a government benefits from allowing a corporation this much freedom. So, say for example, um, Facebook really ramped up their spying on their customer or um, mm-hmm. users or whatever. 
and like everyone had a problem with it, the government would be really hesitant to do anything about that because once you lose Facebook, then boom, that's a dent in the economy and stuff. Yeah. So like that's what I mean when I say I think corporations are becoming more powerful than governments. I think they just have way more leeway than maybe people who believe in true democracy would like. Like mm-hmm. it, it's maybe that's another thing that's legitimately terrifying about the fact that they have all of your information and they're above the law and like yeah. they're watching everything that you do <sighs> it's making me uncomfortable being sat in front of a computer screen with a web browser loaded up <laughs> this is why this is this is why I'll never have a webcam i don't trust that someone won't at some point did you ever have that you like if you had a webcam like You'd always kind of... Put a post-it over it. Yeah. I have two because... webcams pointing at me right now. Oh, mate, someone's watching you. That's... like someone, someone is definitely watching you. Yeah, like, it's quite easy to access a webcam. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I've actually... There was a case in Ireland um, where this guy, like, just set up a webcam in, like, women's bathrooms and stuff. Jesus. And, like, so that he could spy on them and stuff. Like, just a complete perv. Like, it's it's you never know who's looking at your webcam and like you legitimately don't and you might think that you're one thing in a sea of infinite things but like mm. you just don't know what's gonna happen like you you could be doing something that appears to be the most incriminating act in the world mm. and like someone could happen upon your webcam feed because they're hacking several webcams in the area or something like that and that could be caught it could go viral like you don't know that that's not going to happen to you mm. like chances are it won't but like i do the lottery every fucking week <laughs> chances are i'm not going to win but i want it to happen like you know what 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 is chance and stuff like that like
So that was our episode on privacy online and uh, the New World Order and uh, all the other things that we're afraid of, like weird conspiracy theories. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you did, please leave a like on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Um, On SoundCloud, you can like it on there and you can do like a rebroadcast type thing, which would be pretty cool if you feel like doing that. If you're watching on YouTube, of course, give it a like. Celebrate two years of the Midnight Hour with a like. We're uh, ending the podcast with every breath you take by the police for reasons that should be absolutely painfully obvious. It was the most obvious song choice. And uh, from here, it will fade out and you can listen to a continuation of our conversation and a further conversation about Kanye West. And then the podcast will actually be over. I just wanted to say thanks for listening and uh, thanks for giving us two years of this. It really is a lot of fun to record and uh, we're really grateful for it. So that's it. Thanks for listening. Yeah. So, what have we learned from today? Don't put anything of any of your information online ever. (laughs) Don't trust the government. Go off the grid now. (laughs) Seriously, for the love of God. (laughs) It's uh, the conspiracy theory thing. It's just, it's so annoying that that's what we sound like. Like, yeah, like we do sound a little bit. And and I guarantee you, like. Like genuinely, like I know that we have a pretty young audience. I'd like to think that within the FIFA community, I have the oldest-minded young audience, like the most mature. Like the comments I read from some really young users and stuff, it is like really amazing. Like there are so many really intelligent people who subscribe mm-hmm. to this podcast and follow me on Twitter and stuff like that. And I, I, I guarantee that like a certain section of the listeners of this show are like, you guys need to just chill. Like, yeah, you guys need to just smoke a joint yeah. or something chill the fuck out because you are being like manipulated by your own fears and mm. assumptions into thinking that you have something to fear here. And I don't know. It's I don't know, man. I'm just not comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. I think to think about the possibilities. Mm. The possibilities are endless. The potential for something bad to happen. Like, the fact that there's a risk at all. I, I just... I don't know. As a betting man, I just wouldn't say it's it's a good situation to be in. Like, how many websites are there that have your credit card information? Oh, way too many. I've been going through recently and uh, doing my best to get rid of as many as possible. Yeah, th- there's another thing like your passwords and stuff. Like, it's so easy to make a yeah. password that is yeah. a lot di- more difficult to hack into. Like... 
I use the same three passwords for everything, and they're pretty fucking mm-hmm. straightforward, to be honest. And, like, I should really change that. But do you know how much hassle it is to figure out what your password is and yeah. change it on the website and stuff like that? And oh. what, I'll, what I'll never understand is people who trust apps or programs that have uh, that keep all of your passwords for you in one place. Mm. It seems... That so that strikes me as like the dumbest thing you could possibly do. At what point does going yes, let's put all of my passwords to all of my important social media accounts, uh, stuff that has my credit card information, let's just keep those all in one place. Great it, idea for an app. Yeah, though. great idea to steal loads of people's identities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that one always strikes me as really odd. I'd like to see a correlation between um, the sort of not a correlation but a graph that um investigates correlation between the rise of the internet and uh rise of identity fraud i wonder if Mm. identity fraud has gone up i know on the whole in the last 20 30 years crime has gone down massively yeah like an unbelievable amount and that's something that we're going to talk about in an upcoming podcast i've just decided but um, i'd love to know if like certain crimes have gone up due to the internet and stuff you know what i mean like it's probably not quantifiable Mm. i guess but um i wonder if identity fraud has gone up because of it because it just seems like it would be a lot easier to yeah yeah it's like have you seen that video that's been doing the rounds on twitter recently which one the guy got scammed out of a hundred dollars and then got a video from the guy that scammed him no Oh boy. Oh boy. You are in for a treat when I show you this. It sounds horrendous. Yeah. If you don't if you don't know what video I'm talking about, it's probably for the best because it made me ridiculously angry. You're about to hear um, it anyway because when I watch it it I'm, will come Yeah, up. I'm about to find it. Give me 2 seconds. Play some play some enticing elevator music. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in, you know, put it in post production after the show. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to know of this shit? Let's see if this this is still going viral. Viral is a great word. Yeah, I fucking love it. You are gonna thoroughly enjoy this. Okay. Three, there is there two. is some some mild racism. Oh damn. Yeah. All right. Fucking nigger, Colin Turney got fucking hacked. I just fucking scammed you of a hundred dollars. You little fucking nigger, suck my little cock, rub it all over your little schmeat. Give me a blowjob, you fucking nigger. Oh shit, yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ Almighty. <laughs> it's, it's really weird that he says suck my little cock yeah like people um, that's not what <laughs> no and also one of my favorite things is someone pointed out how stupid do you have to be to get scammed by that person yeah um and also some of the sounds he makes towards the end of that video i know that that is that is the sound of a very disappointed girl in the future. <laughs> when he finally gets his hands on a willing girl. And Philip DeFranco has given him $100? Yeah. What a guy. 
probably used it in his video and made absolute bank off of it. So. You know what? He's fucking great. The dude's a fucking genius. Yeah, and like YouTube liar. Yeah, but he seems like a very intelligent and educated guy as well. Yeah, and you know he pays himself a six-figure salary. Yeah, and just invests the rest of it in his company to make sure that he will have a six-figure salary for the rest of his life. What an absolute genius. Yeah. He's, he's the GOAT YouTuber at the moment. Are we done? Because I, I think we've t- really tailed off. Yeah, we're totally <laughs> we've, we've really We've really crashed and burned for this last little bit after that uh, intermission and video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that will even uh, make it on there. Yeah, that was... Uh, that that video is awful. It's terrible. It's one of the worst things happening to this planet. Yep. That's a kid that needs a slap. By the way, I finished Jessica Jones. Ah. Oh. Jesus. Ah. Oh. What a fucking show. Fucking love that show. It seemed to, like when I was like I was I think I was three or four episodes in. I was like, yeah, it's okay. Um. It's very it, much a poor man's daredevil, though. It really picks up into its own. Oh, it goes... Like, the, the fucking... I remember, like... It was almost like I didn't want to like it because of my loyalty to Daredevil. Mm. But, um... The scene where, like, Luke Cage is in the bar and he gets jumped by the rugby team or whatever and yeah. Jessica and him fight them out. Right, that was so lame. The fighting yeah. was terrible. It was so cheesy. And yeah. like, I really didn't like it. It totally went against the sort of gritty sensibilities it seemed to have before mm. that. But then, I don't know, it just went fucking mental. Like, yeah, it just went off the deep end and it was brilliant. Oh yeah. man, I fucking hate David Tennant and I, I fucking hate Doctor Who. And I just, I don't want Doctor Who to become a legitimate TV show that people actually like. <laughs> but he was unbelievable. David Tennant is actually a brilliant actor. I know, yeah, I know. Like, have you watched Have you watched Broadchurch? No, I haven't. Watch Broadchurch. It's really good. He's like, in that, and he's excellent. Have you ever just irrationally hated someone? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, plenty of people. Yeah, tons of them. You don't even need a reason, but David Tennant, I just... And I, I like him now, but... Yeah, it was one of the things holding me back from the show was that yeah. I knew I had to wait for him to appear and it was just like, ugh, this fucking cunt. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, Absolute yeah. quality actor. Yeah, I've, I've, just, uh, I've, just, I've just been closing down tabs and um, on my YouTube, I've noticed one of my new favorite, like my new favorite YouTube channels, I just uploaded a video. But have you seen this video, the stuff by Every Frame of Painting? No. Oh, dude, it's phenomenal stuff. I think I'll, I'll link you probably my favourite one. Um, but the uh, but this dude does video essays on like uh, filmmaking techniques and certain filmmakers and stuff like that. Oh, I have seen this guy before. Every every video is just excellent, absolutely phenomenal. I s- he made a David Fincher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Way is wrong. That's a fucking yeah. great video. Yeah, like all of his videos are just so awesome. I'm talk about a whose work I love. And he's just released a new one on the uh, the Coen Brothers reverse shot. Today, especially American ones, have totally lost their way. I don't hate the jokes or the actors or the dialogue or the story. I'll actually watch this after. Yeah, like I binge watched a bunch of his stuff. Like I I don't know how he does it. Like where he gets 
some of the most perfect shots to demonstrate what he's saying. Yeah, I, I, I would. Just, it's just a, it must just be a man that really knows cinema. That's I would just kill to have that intuition. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I made um a Kanye top five tweets video. Yeah, well, I haven't. I have to keep changing it. How did you choose? I have thirty two yeah. tweets, <laughs> and that's not including the two rants he's had this week. So I need to go back and redo it. And oh man. Yeah. I just don't know. Ah, Kanye is just. I d- like yeah. I don't like you know the article I was telling you I'm gonna write. That that's yeah. why I started talking about it was because like that guy Edgar Wright or whatever. Mm. Um. I mean every frame of painting. Yeah. Is really into what he's talking about. Yeah. And that's like. I, I swear to God, I have analyzed and interpreted Kanye's music on a level that, like, not many humans have. And, like, I have so much... You ascended. Fucking, yeah, but, like, I just have so much context to give his music that it, I don't feel like it gets when people review it or talk yeah. about it. You know what I mean? I, I think people, like, have been really affected by his persona and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and that's fine. But, um... I, I, I really want to do that like I it's one thing where I just really want to express how fucking great he is because yeah. I just don't feel like he gets enough credit for that <laughs> I don't mean that in the weird way that it sounds but it's like I don't know many Kanye fans yeah and that's weird to me because he's one of the most successful and famous people on the planet you know what I mean mm. But I don't yeah. know many people who actually like his music yeah it just it just made me laugh when I was reading the tweets and it was like Oh please! Uh, who did you reach out to, Mark Zuckerberg? Mark Zuckerberg yeah. I was like, dude, please! Oh, I've invested all of my money in a company. I just want to make dope shit. I know. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm this generation's Disney. Yeah. Man. What does that mean? What does that even mean? You're a Nazi sympathizer? I, can't. I, 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 I don't what? even know, like, if he is actually mentally unwell or not. I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, and this is only me assuming that he is just that was a PR stunt. I I really am struggling to believe that he legitimately. Yeah, I, I maybe think... maybe he genuinely is that far in debt. But if he waits long enough, and I'm talking like maybe two or three years, his company will have made it back plus some. I'm sure. There's because uh, like... he's not in he's not in personal debt. His company is in yeah, debt that much. Exactly. And they're two completely separate things. And it's like, so. how much of that has he yet... Like, he made a video game that hasn't even been actually created yet. But, like, that yeah. will make bank for sure. Yeah, just like, can't even, yeah, he's touched it. Like. I, I think he's, like... I think he has a really weird sense of humour for stars. Like, that thing... He said, he said, like, Mark Zuckerberg, I know it's your birthday, but can you call me by tomorrow? Like, Zuckerberg's birthday is in May. Yeah, it's not his birthday at um, all. I think he just thought that would be a funny thing to do. Like, I think he's just really... He has such a childlike mind that it's actually... Like, the, it's... I actually... It kind of breaks my heart a little bit with sympathy to think that he was like, I'm going to make a video game and it's going to be about my mum going up to heaven. It's going to be... You're going to have to guide her through the clouds and through the gates of heaven. Mm. Like, that is the most... I just can't think about it for too long because it actually just... Like kills me to think about like he's a fucking multi-millionaire like dope rapper with like an outrageous ear for beats and like yeah. so that makes monster albums and 
the first thing he thinks about when making a video game is his mother that died. He wants her to go to heaven. Like, yeah, it's just right. so fucking what's like poignant. I, yeah. There's something about that. Like, there's something in there that's a little window into his personality, and I just find yeah. that to be incredibly endearing. Like, I don't know. There's yeah, some... I feel like he's just a bit weird. Yeah. And then he's been put on this pedestal by all these people, and then he's been like, "Yeah, but I am the greatest." But he's also still a weirdo. Yeah, I, I think like he's really and entitled. and then he's and then he's been unleashed on social media, and this is what's happened. Yeah. Kanye has happened. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's so strange. You could always see, like, the old Kanye was, like, funny to the point where he could could have had, like, not a career in comedy, but, like, he could have been known as a funny guy, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like, he could have had, um, like, uh, fucking cameos in movies as some random funny guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the thing that he's turned into is very... He just doesn't feel like he gets enough recognition or something. I just he's very childlike I feel like yeah. very immature and I don't know it's I just find it incredibly interesting just his personality fascinates me and I really want to know more about it and stuff like I'd find it really hard to be like one of those people that's just like oh Kanye what a cunt or whatever because like there's so much more to him than yeah I just can't I just can't take anything he says seriously no like everything with a pinch of salt. Yeah, but then and like, a large one like that. His music just gives this insight into his mood and like his aggression and stuff. And mm. man, it's just he's fucking, he's just a phenomenon. Like he's, yeah. I don't know. And I think that's the worst thing that he could be. 